Hello, it's time to break the seal once again on another deck of very special cards. This is 52, when one sporting guest will put their trust in chance. Now, our half-hour chat might be easy and light-hearted, or it might turn deeply personal very quickly. We simply do not know. All I know is this is 52. It's sponsored by Grosvenor Casinos, the UK's largest operator, with 52 venues nationwide and online at grosvenorcasinos.com. And the guest today, choosing a five-card hand, will now be introduced in just 52 seconds. Adam Forshaw plays for Leeds United. Born in Liverpool, his senior career began in the blue side of the city, despite being a red, and arguably with one of the least attractive senior debuts in history, a dead rubber in the Europa League for Everton. Shortly after that, he was off to Brentford, and from there, he fought and worked and played his way from the third tier all the way back to the Premier League, which is something he achieved with Middlesbrough. Now, after a season of injury and upheaval, he's part of a Leeds United squad that were braced for the promised land once again. But of course, that's all changed. And at the time of recording, uncertainty reigns. He has arrived today on crutches, but thankfully the only thing that needs to work for the foreseeable future is his mouth. Adam Forshaw is ready for 52. And on this occasion, Adam, I'll not tell you to break a leg. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, right. Shall we shuffle up and get on with it? Let's go. Let's do it. Look at these skills. Not bad, nice. Misspent youth. <laughs> right. First up, pick a card, any card, and let's get this episode of 52 underway. Five cards in total it'll be. What have you got, Adam? It's a king of hearts. And the question is, when is the last time you cried? <sighs> can't believe that's, that's a repeat. We've had that one already. <laughs> um, when was the last time you cried? It could be happiness. It could be sadness, or in your case, could be pain. Um, the most recent is is a random one. I'll be honest. It was about two weeks ago. I found a video on Instagram mm-hmm. of family members surprising other family members coming home from armies, etc., working ah. away and long lost family. Uh, don't know why. I'm not really a crier, but it got me. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the honest answer. I mean, do you watch a lot of videos online alone? To be, to be honest, I mean, when, <laughs> to be honest. When the baby goes to bed of an evening, I'll have a scroll through Instagram and whatever. That's right. all I've got is Instagram, and it got me. Yeah, show yeah. me wife here, and I had the tear in my eye, and, yeah. and that's the last time I cried, mate. And is that a, a marriage where she'll say, "Oh, I love the fact of seeing your sensitive side," or have you married a stone cold scouser who's like, "Stop crying"? <laughs> no, she loves it because until we had until we had our first son, she said I, I was cold. Like she said, <laughs> she never seen that side of me, and <laughs> since my lad Luca was born, I think. Yeah, it's just brought a different side to me. How old is Luca? He was two a couple of weeks ago. Right. So we hear this all the time of like how parenthood changes. Yeah, I'm not in that place right now. Yeah. Um, so is that true? Like, was that the first time she properly like? Was it right at the birth? I don't think I. I, I honestly don't think she'd seen me cry until the day he came out. We oh. didn't find out what we were having, boy or girl. And I think the joy when I seen it dangling, like I, I knew it was a boy, and I, and I couldn't help myself for about fifteen minutes. Just want to, just want to, just go back in that when I when I seen him dangling <laughs> line that we've just heard. Um, so if we look at your wife's head as being goalkeeper, her yeah. chest as being defence. Yeah. The line where the screen is is midfield. You can be defensive midfield, or you can be attacking <laughs> midfield, and then the striker is the, the crowning end. end. The, yeah. What what position did you play in the birth of Luca? Me, I was up top. I was the target man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was at the cop end, as I said to me mate. Yeah. 
<laughs> and is there a moment where the grossness just turns to euphoria? Because I'd imagine nah. for a bit it's a bit, and then when you see like that that miracle, you probably just go wow. <laughs> I didn't expect this podcast to end up like this after two minutes. This is the beauty of it. First question could have been anything. No, I'll be honest. Yeah, you just everything goes out the window, and yeah, it was a surreal moment. Does football make you cry, whether it be in in, in victory or defeat? Because I think players are different, and I used to think you should you should cry because you should care as much as me. You know, I I've cried in euphoria. I've I've I've, I've cried in defeat. With as a Northern Ireland fan, I've done both in the last four years. But actually. That's not what I want my players to do. I think I've revised that a bit. I want you to keep your mm. ice in your your head, fire in your belly, yeah. and I want you to be the most composed person in the stadium, actually. Yeah, nowadays I'm numb to it. I mean, we had obviously the, the heartbreaker last season, and phew, I was numb. I mean, it hit me over the summer months, so I thought, we, you know, we've missed a big chance, but never did I get emotional about it or anything like that. I think you, your body, you just grow thick skin towards it. Yeah. Yeah. As a Liverpool fan, I'll always remember the moment where... So Rogers or, or Benitez, I can't remember, took off Gerard in the Merseyside derby and put on Lucas. Yeah, and right. we were all like, what are you doing, Lucas scored it? Because Lucas didn't have that connection. Yeah. He wasn't trying to do everything. He had a calm head. Yeah, I remember that actually, yeah. clearly, yeah. Right, yeah. And always, that's, I think that moment more than anything changed my opinion of what passion is in a game of football. <laughs> right, next question. Here we go. It's quite simple. Here we go. Adam Forshaw, say stop. I'm going to riffle. Stop. <laughs> you really don't want it to be personal now do you oh, now you've got lucky you've got a high card you've got the ace of clubs and the question is what superpower would you like to have now another thing that will happen if you get a pair or more across your five hands Grosvenor Casinos are going to donate £1,000 to the Carers Trust Brilliant. which is fantastic they support of course people family members and professionals who give up their time or spend their entire life trying to help those who really need it from the home. So it's a wonderful charity. So a king and an ace is a very good start. Um, what superpower would you like to have? <laughs> Just saying fit would be good. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the ability to fly. Might get to Colorado for me second off. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, the ability to fly is an interesting one because you could parachute, you could paraglide. Yeah. We do have those. So have a, have a think. Don't feel like you need to rush into it. It's a tough question. Also yeah. because anything that might be seen come across a little perverted or something, you're not going to pick on Mike, right? Yeah. You, so you're not going to pick X-ray vision too quickly, are you? In a public yeah. podcast. To be honest, yeah, a good one, the ability to read minds. <gasps> the ability to read minds is massive, isn't it? But, come on, you, you, of course you'd want to. Do you think that superpower would work on every human being that you know, apart from Marcella Bielsa? <laughs> because it would just be like the kryptonite, wouldn't it? If you track, because like, yeah. there's a mind that must be going at 150 mile an hour, even when he's sleeping. So I wonder... Would that sort of be your downfall as a superhero if you'd got in a room with him? Yeah, I don't think you'd ever be able to tap into his mind. He's, he's too clever for anyone, I think. Would you really want to know? So, I don't know. I suppose if somebody doubted you and they were lying and professionally, you would be able to say, right, I'll prove you wrong and no. I don't want to know. Would you really want to know what everyone was thinking? What if you were watching a TV programme, right, and it got a bit steamy and your wife was thinking, oh, tell you what, he's all right. No, I'd, I'd, I would 100% rather know that. <laughs> okay, what about if you were doing this interview now? What if there was a thought that was... What if my thought was, I don't like this guy. <laughs> Something about him, I don't I don't quite believe him. You, you, honestly, you're you not... You want to know that? You're not changing me, man, no. Right. Well, well, what about you? What would you think? 
X-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sticking with it. I think I, I'm the type of person that I'd like to know what's going on in every situation. Yeah. Wow, right. Yeah. So that's definitely, so there's a control freak in you. I think so, yeah. yeah. Are you regimented every day, time-wise? This is yeah. where I have to train. This is what I'm doing. This is how. She, so that would indicate if you're going to pick that as your superpower that you have that in you. Yeah. If you, if you ask me, wife, I like to be in control of everything that goes on. You know, right. everything in terms of you know the letters in the house, everything. I have full control. Cooking the dinner, what we're having for dinner, we're out at this time. This is what we're doing today. Yeah. What are your clothes like in your cupboard? Are they color coordinated, hung up? No, they're not. I mean, they're hung up. They're not color coordinated. Right, I'm okay. not, not banging to me gear like some of the lads. But do you buy like four pairs of the same thing? I've been known to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think we just yeah. had all the insight we need. <laughs> it's funny because the yeah. first two questions: When was the last time you cried? What superpower would you like to have? It was actually that question that told us a little bit more about the psychopathic tendencies of Adam Forshaw <laughs> of Leeds United. Two questions in, it's time for the stack deck. Well, it doesn't give you a pair, the question that I picked out before we started. It's a seven of clubs. And I want to ask you this, because right back in your early days, am I right in saying your first ever manager was David Moyes? Yeah. Right. First senior manager. First senior manager. Yeah. Who did you have at Brentford? Uwe Rosler. Wow, of course. And then he took you with him. I had Mark Warburton, and then six months later, he took me to Wigan. Right, so yeah. there you're back with Roser. I didn't last long because he, he got the tin tack quite quickly. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Marcelo Bielsa. So who is the greatest manager or coach you have ever worked with? That, Adam Forshaw, is your stacked deck question. And you cannot say a bit of one and a no. bit of the other. Yeah, if, if I have to pin it on one person, I can't look any further than now. Marcelo Bielsa. Mm-hmm. As a coach, as a manager, his knowledge is frightening. What adjectives would we use? So, for example, obsessive is the first yeah. one comes into my mind. One hundred percent. I think he'd, he'd agree. He, he's, in fact, sorry, he said that to me himself. Um, in his field, I'd say genius. Mm. In, in terms of coaching a group and improving young players and bringing players on, genius. It's a lonely place being injured at any time, and and it, you know this has been just so bad for you in that front this season with the hip issues, and all of a sudden you bang them out for the season. Does it make it doubly as hard when you know that you're only getting the theory of this manager at the moment and not the the reality day in day out? Yeah, it does. But also, I'm sitting back and really watching now as opposed to participating. So, from me, from a selfish point of view, I'm a sponge for him at the moment. I'm watching things, thinking, yeah like that can see that and I have time to really evaluate what's going on as opposed to just turning up and playing every day Has it whetted your appetite for management because usually a player needs a long layoff to become a young manager and we Mm. could go through some of your ex-managers had long layoffs we see that coming up time and time again Yeah, Have you started thinking hold on a second actually I I I have times where I really think yeah I'd give it a go I was only having a conversation with a friend the other day a a player and we were saying yeah we'd definitely we'd look to give it a go and like I said, you have time to think, and and I have a real keen eye. I love watching football, and um, it's my life. So I, I think I think I will give it a go if I get the chance one day. Yeah. It's interesting to watch Bielsa. Um, there's never a dull day. That you never quite know what's next. I like how he treats other managers for a start. I think you don't get enough credit for that. In victory and in defeat, he teaches managers with the respect they give him, and that's not commonplace. So I really like that. Um, what goes through your mind when, for example, the press conference turns into a PowerPoint presentation as it did with the whole Derby stuff? Like, is that kind of just you get used to it with him? 
like because you know as mine works or is there still moments where the where the squad are like okay it's it's a Marcelo Bielsa day oh yeah he can he can surprise you he could you we could come in and have an hour long meeting on an article he's read and wanted to to share it with you um which you know in some lads eyes might not be anything to do with what our gain is but mm. if you ask him a question on football he, he could have you there all day mm. And in them scenarios, he'll talk and talk and talk. But if it's irrelevant, then I don't think you'll get his time. So he's a marginal gains manager, definitely, to find that 1%. Does he ever make you watch films? Does he ever sort of... Is he, has he got that type of motivation to him? The Disney motivation, as I call it, like Ian Holloway definitely loves a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, Does he go down that route, or is it very scientific? Oh, no, it's, it's purely football, scientific. There might be little elements of other sports and other things you've read in terms of your work ethic and training load and things like that, but it's nothing away from football or sport. Are you more fit injured under Bielsa than you have been fit under some other managers without naming them? Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Definitely. We, our fitness coach and physios have to report up to the manager daily exactly my load in the gym, in the pool, on the pitch. Not at the pitch at the moment, um, but he wants to know exactly what you're doing, even when you're not with the team. I want to touch on David Moyes, who I'm sure was quite close to being your answer to the question of the greatest manager or coach you've ever worked under. You didn't get much experience, yeah, obviously, with the, him. That's and, the yeah. reason, yeah. So it'd be hard to pick him, because you, you, you'd uh, seven minutes against Wolves with Everton, and you had that, as I mentioned earlier, the Europa League <laughs> uh, game, which we, we might get on to eventually. You know, people. You know, you might have presented that game. I did present it. I yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Chanif, I did actually present your 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 senior debut. Um, I remember meeting him when he was Everton manager, and I think because of what happened at United, he doesn't get sometimes the credit for what a character he is and how he fills the room. We talk about managers who demand respect and fill the room. I think the longer it goes, the longer people realise that the United job is somewhat of a poison chalice and still might be at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that's all I want to say. There's no real question there, Adam, other than, you know, I still have a lot of respect for the guy, for what he what he managed to do at Everton, especially what the changes at Finch Farm. Yeah, he had a big group of big senior players. Now you look back, Sylvan Distans, Jaggy Elkers, Leighton Baines, Tim Howards, all had massive careers. The list's massive, Michael Arteta's, Tim Cahill. So the way he managed that group, and he, he made Everton a top six side then. Um, the only reason is, yeah, like you said, I was, I was in and out the squad at times, so I didn't get to fully see exactly what he was like but I mean he's, he's such a respected figure in football yeah. definitely Okay so far we found out when the last time was you cried what your superpower would be and who's the greatest manager or coach you've ever worked with the one you've got now Marcelo Bielsa let me give these a shuffle so you can't accuse me of cheating I'm going to cut them in the bottom I'm going to turn them over there's no way I could cheat this for your fourth question top or bottom top I don't even want to say it what is it first of all nine of clubs oh no not yet you haven't had the pair okay we'll see how that goes oh my goodness what a good question for you what's next oh my goodness that is just the. so I want to let everybody know St Patrick's Day is when we're recording this and things are changing every single day so when you hear this in a couple of weeks from now we may already know what's next for Leeds United what's next for football but as we sit here now and first of all what's next for Leeds United or Liverpool or any other club is not anywhere close to being the most important thing. Yeah. So we, we know that. But on that front, what's next? Not a better time to question. And you are a Liverpool-supporting Leeds United player. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, so is the question based on me personally or 
I think I think they intertwine because Leeds. For me, you were about to go into two games in which I would have went. If Leeds get through these two games, they're up. Yeah. Finishing with the Fulham game, that's it. If it isn't already, that's it. So what is next? What what's tomorrow? What's the day after? Let's start there. Personally, for me, it is take every day now getting fit. Obviously, it's well documented now. I've had a really bad year. Um, I'm doing really well and making strides. And who knows? I'll get fit as quick as possible and hopefully be in the Premier League because. I think on the balance of play this year, we deserve it. Mm. We play really good stuff. And like you said, Leeds deserve to be in the Premier League next season. So that's the medium aim. I think as a club now, we're preparing as well as we can to get there and stay there. So yeah. um, It's interesting because I don't think I said Leeds United deserve to be in the Premier League anywhere <laughs> in this podcast yet. You said, like you said. <laughs> oh, did I? Sorry. I didn't say that. Yeah. You did, but now everyone's going, oh, right, you're back. No, I do think Leeds United this yeah. season deserve to be in the Premier League so if what's next is the season kicking in in August and then finishing it now literally as we sat down to do this the Euros were postponed to 2021 that's the ideal scenario anything else must be unimaginable to Leeds United after what is it 16 years to the manager after what happened last season to the players young and old anything else is kind of very very hard to take isn't it yeah with what's going on at the moment Sport could take a back seat, but I don't think you want to tell Leeds fans that themselves. Mm, mm. They've waited, like you said, for years and years now, and yeah, who knows what's going to happen? It's a, you know the health of people is what's important at the moment. But if games commence, then I'm sure the manager will have others working hard, no doubt, and we'll get to the promised land. Yeah. yeah, I think what's next for any player for Leeds United is probably the same level of daily health checks and yeah. fitness regimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Bielsa had to self-isolate for three months, he'd still be able to check that all of you were running 10k a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <listen. laughs> it's for sure there's gym yeah. equipment in the lads' homes making sure we're ticking over yeah. at the moment. So, I've one final what next for you. What's next for that hip of yours? Because that is actually where you might be most affected here. You can't go to Colorado now. Yeah for that treatment so is that a real setback in terms of your recovery time or is that a game yeah. that just takes a back seat L- listen there's more important things in the world right now and at the end of the day I wasn't desperate to go back it was a part of me rehab to tie it in so in the long term for me personally it won't affect me too yeah. much uh, going forward but yeah, I'm just taking it day by day at the moment and seeing where it takes me. What a question to come out. What's next? The next thing <laughs> is the final card for it's you. Chicken area, that last one. <laughs> um, so we've got a nine, a seven, an ace and a king. So you've got a one in three chance, roughly, of getting a £1,000 here, which is be a nice added bonus. So anyway, it's cut the deck anywhere you want, and then you can read whatever cards face up. There you go. Final question it is? It's a jack of diamonds. Oh, unlucky. Unlucky. What's the question? You have a time machine. <laughs> Which moment in history would you return to first? Now, can we just say that you're the second youngest person that's going to do this series of 52, and you were born, what, 91? Yeah. That just makes me sick. Moments in time that you would go back to, well, there's so many to choose from. Would you go to that first senior appearance when you tripped up the steps at Goodison and <laughs> fell into the back of Yakubu? <laughs> Would you go for Istanbul 2005 that we were there for as a fan? Would you go back to a moment and change a decision that you made? The League One playoff final loss to Yeovil Town. Is there a moment to that that you think, you know what, I would have said this. I would have done this. Or will you just choose the Wild West? You're going to have to give me a second there. That's all right. I've had some, me- I've had some brilliant memories and times. Um, 
I think the one that you mentioned, I went and watched Liverpool in Istanbul with my dad and my two brothers. Mm. I was 14 or 15 at the time, and I remember we were 3-0 down at half-time, and that was the first time I remember they cost me dad an arm and a leg to get us all there. It was He'd done everything. We went everywhere. We got on ferries to get there. We drove, and I just remember being going from being absolutely devastated for him more than anything to then another another time when I cried. Yeah. Yeah, so when... when Half time, you're in, you're in bed? I wasn't. No, I was crying after. And enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was obsessed with football by then and Liverpool was evident to me, but yeah, to spend that moment again with my dad and my two brothers was... Yeah. It's something I'll never, ever forget that. You hit the nail in the head. If you're listening now as a Man United fan that was there when United turned it around in injury time against Bayern Munich to win the European Cup if you're an Everton fan you're going back to playing Rapid Vienna but whoever your club are you, you've said the key part it's who you're with people yeah. always say well have you got a Liverpool tattoo in your arm I've got to get one star out of by the way when yeah, you get nice the five the second one I'm going to have a little Spanish flag in it but people say well what, what, why would you you didn't play and I'm like no it's about friends it's every memory. one of those reminds me of my friends some of which I don't say as much now and lies move on and they're, they're absolutely it is about friends and family it's those just moments in life when your sound wave if you like if you picture it like a radio wave just peaks beautifully but it, it would be nothing if you're on your own yeah well to be honest I, I was thinking quickly in my head and it was the one that gave me the best memory and that's yeah. what's important to me so yeah I, I mean in a football sense that's the biggest happiest memory I've probably had yeah yeah very few moments in sport go in slow motion, but actually the equaliser, penalty missed, saved, and the follow-up, that was slow motion for me. I can't, that sound disappeared for me, yeah. and everyone started moving slow. And I've only ever had that experience when I had a bit of an accident in the car, <laughs> and the car was sliding, and my brain was going, is this going to flip, or is this yeah. someone going to hit us? And it was that slow motion feeling, and I, I had it when that goal went in. And Xabi Alonso yeah. was on his way yeah. to get the rebounds, yeah. I love all these stories you hear from people like, yeah, I believed... No, you didn't. No, I never. One of my mates at halftime said it's going to be three all and he got punched. <laughs> I don't think you could ever believe when you had the likes of Jimmy Traore and people in the team, did you? <laughs> um, how did you get that balance with your mates? You were at Everton from, what, six? Seven, yeah, eight? Just turned seven. seven. Just, just turned, turned seven. seven, right? And did you have trials with Liverpool? Did you get anything? So it's like, in you go. Mm. How did you get that balance of wearing the blue kit at work, if you like, and, and then wearing the red to go and watch your team? And how has it changed... Yeah, you sort of I was pretty, fandom. Yeah, I was pretty understanding. I knew obviously if, if either Everton, Liverpool, who were my local teams, wanted to take me on, then it, it is what it was. I wanted to be a footballer, so I was more than happy to play for Everton. Kept it under wraps as much as I could until it became a bit of a running joke. But it's not a fierce rivalry at the end of the day, and yeah. um, I just wanted to do well for myself, so it didn't matter. I just love the bedroom. The bedroom had the Everton kit and the Liverpool kit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, one I, to go and play football and yeah. one to go and watch football. I know. I yeah. had a board around my bedroom of uh, Rob Jones, Jamie Redknapp, Robbie Farley, all of them went because that was the time. And then, yeah, stuck me Everton kit on and went to train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Do you, because of that time and everything and them giving you that childhood and that platform, does it change how you watch them now? Does it change Derby Day? Or because I, I, I'm a bit weird though. I'm a plastics guy, so, so my view doesn't count. But I do. I, like if we finish first, I'd be happy for everyone to finish second because I love the people of a city that's not mine. Hundred percent. That's what you just said. I, I love the city first and foremost. Yeah, I like to see them do well. Mm. If it comes to Derby Day now, I want Liverpool to win. When I was close to the first team, I'll be honest, I wanted Everton to win. Mm. But as soon as I left the club, it, it changed again. So everything that's uncertain and up in the air at the moment, 
Leeds United for me are going to be Premier League if this season finishes. I'd say there were literally one or two wins away from me saying 100%, and I'm the last person to say. A lot of people are already saying it. Um, the biggest moment for what's next. If I could give you a perfect what's next. Not want to go back, so it's still within the remit, right? Because the question's on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking out of Anfield for Leeds United. Up those stairs. You probably touched the sign. I think you touched the this is Anfield <laughs> sign. I'm walking out there and giving 100% for Leeds, but walking out there, that would be a lovely what's next, wouldn't it? Unbelievable. Um, it would mean more to me doing it now with Leeds than it did in my previous clubs. I remember quickly going back to, we played Liverpool last game of the season at Middlesbrough, and I, I was just stood watching the cop when You'll Never Walk Alone was being oh, played. Of course you played there. Um, so you have played there? Yeah, they need, of course. Liverpool needed to win on the last day of the season to get in the top four. Of course. And... Um, yeah, I, I missed two sitters. I was one on one, missed two sitters. I had uncles and cousins all around the ground and stuff. But anyway, it would mean more to me now playing for Leeds and doing it because I have such affiliation with the club now and yeah. I, I love the place. I love living here. Just explain that to people because we are sitting in Leeds right now. I probably get more tweets from Leeds fans doing the EFL highlights saying that I have something against Leeds. Despite the fact that I have said on air <laughs> over the last three years, Eight or nine times, I want to see Leeds in the Premier League. <laughs> I'm not biased in our coverage, but I, there's, there's certain places. Bristol, right? Two teams, struggles. Bristol City, be really happy to see them go up. Leeds United are my life. I remember battles of Britain against Rangers. Remember the Mark Haitley goal? Like, I want to see Leeds United in the top flight. Because I'm, I'm in the 40s, you do. You get old, teary-eyed and misty-eyed about football. But the chip in the shoulder, and I mean that in a nice way, it does drive it, doesn't it? There is a no one likes us feel. Definitely. They're so passionate and they do have a feel of everyone's against us. Yeah. And I do think it, as a city it brings them together. But yeah, definitely I think it's a us and no one else feel here. Um, I don't think they, they'd mind me saying that either. They're their own people and hopefully we can do it for them. Who's the best player at Leeds United? I don't know where it's best is the right question. Just favourite, because that'll put you under less pressure. You know, the work rate of Patrick Bamford's unbelievable for me. Pablo Hernandez is mercurial. Sturdy Dallas, as someone I've watched play for years, is unrecognisable. And I think his absolute Premier League quality as he sits right now. Is it a younger player like Ben White, who I think is sensational? Who's the one player you pick out and go, you see him? He's a diamond. I'll go off now. I'll go off how I feel right now in terms of someone who could go on and be the best I would have said Ben or Calvin mm-hmm. um, previous last year and you know what they do for the team when they play is Pablo but yeah I'd say Stuart Dallas at the moment and it's in Patrick's no, I, I would, you mix I would tell you he'd be my player of the year all day he'll play anywhere on the pitch for you he's a manager's dream he'd run through a brick wall for you and he deserves this break in terms of he needs to be recognised now for what he does I, I call him the championships James Milner yeah, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and I follow him on Twitter. He's he is actually just as dull. So uh, <laughs> that looks really. Yeah, I'm he's only joking. He's sure he's not dull. <laughs> but you can say that about him. Same with James. He's not dull either. Right. Well, that brings us to just the very last moment. We didn't get a pair on there, but it was quite a ride. Those questions. I, I still can't get over what's next came out, and that just leaves us with our wild card question. This is the only time I get to ask a question of my choice, and. You know, I usually get to ask 100 in an interview, so it's really difficult. And I just like this one. I don't think I've ever asked this either to any footballer. Who's the most important player to ever walk through the door of a club you've played for? 
That noise tells me it was a good question. Do you know what? The first person that come to my head, and this is going to sound so random to everybody, when I was first at Brentford for the first two years, the year we got to the player final and got beat, and then we got promoted the following season, we was a different side for the worst if Clayton Donaldson didn't play up front for us. What a choice. Um, I mean, he's not one of the best players I've played with, but at that time, what he'd done for us, he ran channels, he was big, he was hard work, and we were we struggled without him. And I would say he was by far and large the most important player for us in them two years, and he gave me a promotion from League One to the Championship, and I had some good times. So I'm going to go Clayton Donaldson with that. I love that. I'm glad I asked that, and I was really hoping that it would go towards Brentford or, or Middlesbrough. Yeah, was, and, uh, we weren't going to get a double jeopardy moment. Well, Adam Forshaw, we have no idea what the next few months will bring. We wish you all the best with it. I hope we see Leeds in the next Premier League campaign again whenever that is going to start is not the most important thing but for the last half hour we've been able to forget about a few worries we've been able just to answer the questions in front of us is this the most random interview you've ever been involved with? <laughs> I've enjoyed it yeah I have enjoyed it it's been brilliant yeah thanks a lot well that is 52 sponsored by Grosvenor Casinos the UK's largest operator with 52 venues nationwide and online at grosvenorcasinos.com and right at this moment no more bets this podcast has been a Cop C production and Grosvenor Casinos is for over 18s only. Photographic ID may be required and please gamble responsibly.